internet. Welcome to Only Lovers Book Club. I'm Chris, and I'm here with my two best friends, Apocatits and Pushy Good Bitch. Um, <laughs> and we're going to talk about a romance book. <laughs> it's our first um, hangout of 2021. And what we normally do is um, one of us will pick a book, we'll all read it, and at the end of the month, we'll talk about it, and whoever chose the book has some questions for us. Um, if you're on YouTube, you're going to see that I've um, acquired a prop. I am a, a victim <laughs> of the horseman. I've been crushed by his killer plants. The main character in this book gets, she gets beaten up many times. Uh, people get beaten up a lot. She gets stabbed a few times, but I'm not really good at, um, that might be a, a, a challenge for 2021 is to buy the like little silicone putty makeup and like try to learn how to give myself wounds. Like that might be a nice makeup challenge, but for now, I just I tried to give myself the look of someone who's been who's uh, been beaten up by the horsemen's like dudes, um, and I also have uh, so in the book they're always drinking like like dark liquor, right? And I don't really drink a lot of dark liquors or anything, but when I was coming back from my trip to Puerto Rico, I did grab a bottle of their like quote-unquote moonshine slash rum that has tamarindo in it. And I just had, this is the tamarind liquor with some soda and lemon. Oh my God, this tastes so good. It tastes like a tamarind <laughs> iced tea. Like it does not taste like liquor at all. This thing is tasty AF. And like this, I'm going to send you guys a bottle of this because I'll double check what the ingredients are just to make sure. But this is so tasty. I was like, why not? Let's like, let me just make a cocktail before book club. Like, let's try this. I haven't tried it before. Holy shit. And they do it with um, passion fruit and coconut and a bunch of other flavors too. So like. Yeah, I think uh, I know what brand you're talking about. I'm, it looks, it's a little glass jug. Mm -hmm. It has the little tiny handle. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get this and be like, charra and just like buy this thing that looks cute. But oh my God, it tastes so good. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not drinking anything or am dressed up with anything because I've been in quarantine this week, so I couldn't go anywhere. Which is why, also, if you've noticed, I am not sitting next to Chris, <laughs> which we usually are because we are next door neighbors and we pretty much bubbled the entire pandemic. Mm -hmm. I cannot today, so hopefully my internet won't go out on me because. Sometimes it does, and that's the main reason I go over to Chris. <laughs> that's okay, we'll, we'll make it work. I also wanted to show off something from our Christmas time. So Drea um, gifted me and Tosh, and herself, even though she can't find them right now, uh, a pair yeah, of all earrings, my stuff is packed, so I don't know. A pair of earrings that have our three favorite um, book club reads on them. She kind of like surreptitiously asked us what's your favorite book that you've read for book club and so i think this is tashai's the golem and the genie and mine's is the ghost bride because dragon boyfriend slash husband or whatever and then coincidentally so that's jaria's uh favorite and that's pestilence and just so happens i'm a master of segues the book that we read in january is part of that series it's part of the four horsemen of the apocalypse series by Laura Thalassa, and we're in the third horseman. So we read Pestilence back in vaginal fantasy days. 
Drea picked War, and we read that on our Rogue Only Lovers Days. And so here we are, three horsemen's down, one to go. <laughs> Um, I'm going to read a little bit off. <laughs> they won't. Let me read a little bit off of, of the author. Um, I'm not sure if this is like her actual name, but let's just go with it. So this is from her website, her about site. It says, found in the forest when she was young, Laura Thalassa was raised by fairies, kidnapped by wolves, and given over to vampires as a repayment for a hundred year debt. She'd been brought back to life. She's been brought back to life twice and... Uh, with a single kiss, she woke her true love from eternal sleep. She now lives happily ever after with her undead prince in a castle in the woods, or something like that anyway. When not writing, Laura can be found scarfing down guacamole, hoarding chocolate for the apocalypse, or curled up on a couch with a good book. And then there's some links to her newsletter. So that's about, that's, that's about her. <laughs> Well, I don't know if she's the only author ever, but but at least that I can think of, she's the only self-published author that we've read in Only Lovers. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'd have to I go back through the archives. What about the T-Rex lady? Right. Okay, but I don't count that as like... <laughs> and Alice in Wonderland, I think, is also self-published. I don't think that... Okay, has okay. Let me let me amend that. I, this is the most... Um, Successfully self-published? successfully self-published both in terms of quality she's very prolific she has <laughs> multiple series published and all of them seem to have like a following of people who like buy them and read them and leave reviews and like i honestly wouldn't have ever known she was self-published if i hadn't gone on her website yeah. whereas Taken by the T-Rex, I automatically assumed um, was a self-published venture. <laughs> yeah, she's got a couple of series, The Fallen World, uh, The Bargainer series, and then The Four Horsemen series, which we're making mm -hmm. our way through. Ana da Silva uh, always assumed she'd die young. She just never expected it to be at the hands of Famine, the haunting immortal who once spared her life so many years ago. But if the horseman remembers her at all, he must not care. For when she comes face to face with him for the second time in her life, she's stabbed and left for dead. Only she doesn't quite die. If there's one thing famine is good at, it's cruelty. And how these blighted bastards deserve it. Try as he might, he can't forget what they once did to him. But when Anna, a ghost from his past, corners him and promises pain for what he so recently did to her, she and her empty threats captivate him and he decides to keep her around. In spite of themselves, Anna and Famine are drawn to each other. But at the end of the day, the two are enemies. Nothing changes that. Not one kind act, not two. And definitely not a few steamy nights. But enemies or reluctant lovers, if they don't stop themselves soon, heaven will. Famine. <laughs> and I mean, I read that, I guess. I read that. So, Drea. <laughs> yes. You got you got gold star, right? You you did, yeah. Yeah. Drea finished first. Okay. Yeah. I, I did finish first. And, and you got bronze. Bronze. That's okay. Um, so why'd you pick this book? I already know, but tell the audience in case it's their first time. <laughs> in case this is this is their first person. You know, it it it's funny because I feel like I have very specific 
reading tastes um, that like focus on a certain kind of book. But then you will find me spending hours upon hours of my life watching total trash like Love Island. And I'm like obsessed with it. <laughs> the UK and Australia versions because I cannot access the US version without paying. Thank you, Hulu. Um, but so I put I put these books in that category of like, I don't know why I cannot explain it to myself, but I am obsessed with them in a similar way as I am obsessed with Love Island. I cannot look away from the carnage. I know it's going to be the exact same thing every single time. And I'm OK with that. <laughs> I, I'm just there. I'm there for the journey. Um, and so, you know, war delivered exactly what I thought it was going to. And so I thought, why not do it a third time with famine? Um, and actually, this was my my favorite of the three books so far. And I am looking forward to the fourth book. So you're welcome for um, <laughs> voluntarily forcing you to come with me on this uh, apocalyptic journey. Um, so be so following on that, since this is your favorite, why don't you give us kind of like your, like I know it's your favorite, give me your overall impressions and then we can go in order of like, you know, who finished, I can go next and then Tashai can go. So why, uh, what were your overall impressions of this book? Yeah, so my overall impressions were, and I don't wanna go into a ton of detail because there's a lot of stuff I'm gonna bring up in the questions, but basically it followed, um, the same kind of uh, plot that we were introduced to in the first two books. So it was very, I like that it was predictable in the sense that I, I knew where it was gonna go, right? We've read this story two times before, um, but it also kind of brought a new like freshness to it. Like it had a couple of things that the other two books didn't. And so um, I still found myself like a little bit surprised. Um, and I just really liked, I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't remember what I rated the other ones, um, but I think this is the one I rated the highest um, just because I, I liked Famine. He's been my favorite horseman so far. Um, I liked his personality. I liked that he could do shit with plants. That's a surefire way to win me over. 100% there for all the vine sexy times. Um, and, and like I said, I just, I just liked that it was like the same predictable story, but with like a couple of new things sprinkled in, you know, like she said, oh, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to try something new this time, but also give my audience exactly what they want. And, and that's what I felt like she did. <laughs> cool. Before I started reading, I sent to Shai this page on my notebook and I said, this is what I think is going to happen in this book. I took a picture. And I sent it to her. This is my my predicted plot. And it says, girl has encounter with horsemen, revenge related. Girl tries and fails to kill horsemen. Horseman takes in girl because reasons. Horseman begins, oh wait, the horseman horror tour begins. <laughs> the horseman says, you can't stop the inevitable. Stop trying to change me. Oh no, the atrocities, but he's so hot. Rinse, repeat. <laughs> the chick maybe makes a friend. Oh no, the atrocities, but he's so hot. More atrocities, death, threats. <laughs> Repeat as needed, cycle through these various times. Inevitable sexy times. Somebody comes close to killing the chick or the horseman, it doesn't matter. Is there success? There's fighting, who cares? 
Now life has new meaning for the horsemen. I guess humans aren't so bad after all. Intro new horsemen. <laughs> and yay! <laughs> and, I read that book. <laughs> I definitely read that book. So yeah, um, it is definitely a predictable story. You forgot to the the inevitable stop at a little cottage in the woods. Yeah, you know what? I was oh, giving no. you the benefit of the doubt. There's a bathtub. You know, like <laughs> I was like, maybe this book won't have a bathtub. But it did, and it's okay. So, I mean, I if you've listened to our past episodes or just even a recent one where we're just kind of like anticipating reading about this, I'm not like a super huge fan of the series. I think precisely because I, whereas I do find comfort in like repeated tropes, um, the books in this series are so repetitive, so predictable, and are just full of things that offend me on a personal human level that I just like hate. Yeah, I, I feel like we've we've it's become clear to us that while you do like the enemies to lovers trope, you don't like it when it involves massive genocide. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's bad boys and then there's like bad guys. Like this guy is a villain, and I found it. I always find it super hard. I think that I give pestilence a pass because it was like the first thing I'd read and I was like, fuck. And then I read War and I was like, shit, okay, I guess Pestilence wasn't that bad. And then I read Famine and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I guess, well, you know. I feel, like, I feel like we talked about this in a previous chat. It may have been when we read War, where Tashai and I were like, yeah, we'd sleep with them. I mean, you and know, I'd rather die. Like, keeps us alive. We'd like ride along. We'd be their mate. And then Chris was like, I would commit suicide. I would commit suicide. Bye. I would have him kill me. And you were like, ask Amanda. And I looked at my sister. My sister was like, you're on. That's okay. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> so anyway, I um I knew that this discussion would be fun, but reading the book for me wasn't like fun. Um, but it was also just like a fast read. I read it on Kindle Unlimited and it was the same shit, same shit I read before. Um, and I, I, I made a joke to Tasha. I'm like, this is the shit that like women that write to people in prison read. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the the women that write to serial killers in jail. And like, I had just watched the, the Night Stalker documentary and that guy had a lot of groupies and he was so vicious and vile. And there were still people willing to throw themselves at him because reasons because fame is attractive and because you know people are good and they want to try to find the good in people and i was like that's this book this series is for that kind of person that person isn't me and if that's your thing i don't like if dre is like i want to read the next five horseman books i'm not going to be like no i'm not going to read it i mean at first i was i've given up on the inevitable because i don't want to i don't want to yuck on anyone's yums it, this so, so, genre is just not Chris, me. <laughs> so am, am i the kind of person who would write to a serial killer i yes <laughs> <laughs> i think that if you were doing it to avenge animals that were slaughtered i mean yeah rainforest i just mean like that kind of mentality i mean whatever mm -hmm. if that's like your if that's your jam i'm not gonna stop you from doing it i'm just i'm just not gonna lick your stamps is what i'm saying so <laughs> uh what about you taj what were your impressions <laughs> um 
I knew what this book was going to be. I, I, I didn't expect any surprises. Um, the Honestly, with all the stuff in this book that like is repetitive or is problematic, the biggest, my biggest pet peeve, and she does this in every <laughs> fucking book, is the repeated use of the fucking nicknames. And you hate that in every book. I That's hate that name. in every once book. I Once I discovered what the nickname was going to be, knowing how Tishai felt about this, I did a search on the Kindle. <laughs> and I looked up how many times Famine says flower. And he says it. She took a note. total. Because I also checked like some, like eliminating any possible laughable attempts at describing the scenery. Um, <laughs> 83 times <laughs> the word flower appears 83 times and i want to say like 99 percent are referring to anna anyway it i fucking hey oh my god it's it's like one of my biggest biggest pet peeves like i hate when in the span of a sentence you use two words that are similar enough that it sounds like the same word is being used like like introducing an intro like like when you have two words that are close enough that it sounds repeated and i hate the fucking repeat use of an like we get it you're endeared to this person you love them you're developing affection for them you're gonna give them a nickname to tease them like you have the rest of the fucking dialogue to show me that you have developed feelings for this person and that the relationship is there. I don't need to read the fucking nickname seven times in one page. I, it got to the point where I started reading sentences willingly, like willfully cutting out the nickname as I was reading it or tweaking it as I was reading it. And it helped so much. And it would cut so much from this book if you just eliminated the unnecessary use of certain uh, words and sentences, because I felt this book was long. Like, was this book was very long to me. And considering how not complicated the plot is, like, I don't understand how this book was so long because it got to the point where he, like, had they were traveling together. I'm telling you, you gotta get, you gotta get that payment per page on the Kindle books. Apparently, because I got to a point where I was like, wow, okay, this happened, this happened, this happened. Lo que falta is this, this, and this. And I look and I was like 47% of the way through the book. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, what the fuck else is left to happen here? I don't understand. And so they ended up just like having a lot more of these encounters where they would show up to a city and destroy it. I think to just pad the book. It's the horseman horror tour where they go and then it's like, Oh, this time it's I want print, and then it's not. I want the <laughs> yeah, I, felt, I felt that way too when when like they finally like get together and he's like, you know, been changed or whatever. And I'm like, wait, we're only like 70%. You know what I mean? I was like, wait, but but like this is normally the ending of the other books. <laughs> yeah. And then they just like have sex a bunch of times, which I'm like, like, that's fine. It was fine. Like, eventually it gets to a point where, like, I would have rather have it sprinkled throughout the book than, like, shoving all of these sex scenes right at the very end. Because then it also, it's like the same thing with the nickname. Like, it's, I'm not getting anything from this story-wise. Like, you would have been better off them 
hooking up and like begrudgingly being sexually attracted to each other throughout this and then eventually becoming romantically involved then having 28 sex scenes in the last like 20 percent of the book because it just doesn't make sense given like all the intense stuff that's happening like <coughs> her trying to convince him to stop murdering all these people it was just like like the only reason I gave it three stars and the only reason I gave it three stars is because there were some genuinely funny lines like like her trying to get him to understand that she needs to eat food and he like comes over and gives her water and a slice of like melon and she looks at it and she, I've highlighted it she's like I'm a full-bodied woman not a bird because that to me is like funny, like, okay, yeah, famine needs to understand that she's a human being and has needs. And then every time that kind of came up and he got irritated, like, oh, fuck, yeah, I guess you have to use the bathroom. Like, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, and so I rated it three stars, like three and one fourth star, because some of some of the copy was like funny, like I did find it funny, but I, if I could go through this with like a red pen and just like clean it up and shift some stuff around, I feel like I could get this to four stars. Um, as far as the chemistry and stuff, I wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you there because oh, that's, okay. that's one of my questions. So okay, I'll okay. The question, and then you can talk first. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Because <laughs> I already. I was going to start with that one anyways, when you talked about how like all the sex was at the end. So one of my questions was, or one of my statements, I guess, was that this book was arguably like a much slower burn romance than the other two. Um, how did you feel? Like, did that work for you? Was there enough chemistry? Did you ship them? Why or why not? Because like you said, in the other books, they definitely get physical earlier, but it's a, I still hate you. I'm just being physical, but I still hate you. Whereas here, you're right. It, it's a much slower burn until it like explodes in the end. Well, so once I started like getting through it and understanding that his whole character, characterization is like, I hate people and I'm here to destroy people, which I still don't understand how that distinguishes him from war and pestilence. Like they've given them these personality traits and the way they explained like, well, war comes from people and pestilence has always been curious about people. And, like, how does anyone know any of this if they've just appeared for the first time? Like, how did y'all develop these personalities? But anyway, so the fact that he's like, I hate people, like, fine. I thought she was stupid because when she first meets him, it's not like she doesn't know who he is. She knows who he is and she's like, oh, I'm gonna help this poor man because he's here and he's struggling. I'm like, you're helping him because you think he's hot, I guess, even though he's missing limbs, but also like, <laughs> I get you've had a difficult life and like you're living with your aunt who abuses you and like your life is pretty shitty, but how do you not understand what you're doing by helping a horseman of the apocalypse who is here to literally kill everybody? Like everyone is going to die. You're gonna die too, you stupid bitch. Like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm just gonna help him. And then she's somehow shocked when he gets his strength back and starts going on his murder tour. It's like, get the perawa, get the perawa. Like, I really do not understand the, the way they, like, set up 
them meeting and like traveling and then she like gets it through her thick fucking skull that he's here to just kill everybody and suddenly she's like oh i can't go with you whoops like honestly this is all probably her fault like i would blame i blame her for like most of the people who died in this book because she, she didn't just go back home she's just gone back home Maybe he, maybe he wouldn't have healed as quickly. Maybe she would have been able to go somewhere else. Joan will say. But the blood of the people in her town is on her hands for being a fucking entrometida. And then him being like, eh, I don't remember you. Step, step, step. And then afterwards being like, oh, actually, I do remember you. But I drink a lot, even though I never get drunk. I'm like, okay, do you get drunk or do you not get drunk? Because you drink a lot and you say that it helps forget, but you also are never drunk. So like... There were a lot of like loose ends about this relationship that I just didn't get it. And my last thing I'm gonna complain about and then I'm good. Um, she was very like, I'm a prostitute and I'm sex positive and like sex, 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 sex. That's one of my questions too. And, and he's like not into it and I don't know like that also wasn't cute to me. It was like annoying. Like I found her needling him annoying because at that point he's not into her yet. He's just kind of like, well, you saved me. I'm returning the favor. I have like some affection for you in a way because you saved my life. But like it got to a point where I'm like, every line that you're saying is like a, is a dick joke. And this is annoying when people I like, like in real life, like if I met someone like this, I would be very annoyed by this person and I can't just kill them. Why are you going to be this annoying to someone who could just fucking destroy you? Like, callate Dios mío. <laughs> anyway, chemistry, meh, didn't, didn't understand where it came from. Didn't, didn't so, make sense to me. <laughs> Chris, Tashai, Tashai talked about three of my questions in one. So I'm going to say oh, the boy. other two and then you can talk about all three as well. <laughs> If the slow burn chemistry works for me, because I also forgot what the question was when I was listening to Deshai's answer. It's okay. So that was question one. Okay. Um, we also talked about my other question. How did you feel about the character being a sex worker? Um, did you like it? Did you not like it? How did you feel about the rep? Tashai was a no, too many dick jokes. And then the other one was I said... Um, this was the first book that introduced trauma on the part of both characters. Did that make them more likable? Why or why not? Tashai said, no, the blood of your people is on you. Fuck you. <laughs> Got it. So uh, chemistry, sex worker rep, trauma. Okay. So <laughs> um, it's like, it's hard because I always read I read the horseman as exactly the same person with a, with like a slightly few variances. Um, I will say that famine was giving like way more Grinch vibes than everybody else. I like that. I did think that he was grumpier and had more of a sense of humor, like a dry sense of humor than the other two. Um, and I thought that, I mean, I thought that her jokes were, were were also annoying, but I also got why she would make so many of them just because of of her past. And I 
I kind of chalked it up to defense mechanism, right? You know, sometimes when we're in a terrible situation, we default to humor. And the kind of situation that she had found herself in, as Tashai mentioned, by her own idiotic benevolism, just, I remember, I, I also wrote a note here where I, I literally put, where, where is it? She put, LOL, she saves him because he might be a good person. <laughs> Insert, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> As he gets up and murders her entire town. Um, so yeah, I, I got that, you know, she would make these jokes and um, slowly, I guess, despite, I mean, my best efforts to yell at her through the screen of my Kindle to like minimize their uh, toxic relationship, right? So, you know, he's evil and a murderer and a psychopath and an angelic being that we don't like truly understand, whose motives we can't understand. And she's just like a, she's basically like a smart, she's a smart woman um, who just had unfortunate circumstances and finds herself captured by this, this guy. And, and I think that the jokes are like there to like ease us into a sense of like acceptance the same way that I guess she would too, where it's like, ha, huh, look at all these jokes she's making. She can't be having that bad of a time if she's like talking about putting her finger in his ass, you know? <laughs> So I, I will say all the way close to nearing the end of the book is when you realize she's 22. Yeah. So that's another thing that after I, I will say, had I known how old she was earlier in the book, it would have helped me with my perspective of how I had experienced her as a person because early twenties, Y'all are dumb. Like, you're mm -hmm. dumb. It's, but also, she started her sex work very young. So... She was she, 17. Yeah. She's so, you know, it's, it's been a, it was a big chunk of, of her life. And it just made sense to me in the, in the universe of the book. The universe that the book was creating for me, that their relationship would work. He's like the grumpy one, and she's like the spunky one. And he's committing atrocities, and she's just forgiving him because, you know, there's good in everybody, right? She's just and, throwing up. <laughs> um, and as far as her being a, I mean, I think it's a double-edged sword. I I admire <laughs> the audacity <laughs> of of the author um, trying to go places where she clearly <laughs> has and won't ever go. I mean, who knows? I'm not sure. But I read her author bio. I don't know if that's the kind of person she is. Um, and and it just felt like okay, cool. Now this this doesn't have to be the same character that we had from the first two books. This is going to be someone who's not scared of sex with the horseman. So it'll make it easier. I did like it that it took forever for them to fuck, despite the fact that she was a sex worker. I thought that that was a cool touch. Um, but I mean, whatever. At the end of the day, like it's just it was just kind of like a basis for for a, it was kind of like setting up the ground like. Oh yeah, he like totally killed all of my family. But then again, they used to beat me. So like, I guess it's okay that he did that. And oh my God, I was working at this like brothel for a long time and 
sure it was the only home that I had, but like it was still a brothel. So I guess at the end of the day, it's okay that he killed everybody there too. And <laughs> so I guess, you know, it was there. It was a thing that happened. Um, and I, if anything, like moving into the trauma stuff, like how he's got trauma and so does she, I, I do get that they're both like really flawed characters. I just wish that at this point in the story, like all of the horsemen have gone through like life death cycles, right? So it's like, if we're in the series, we already know that this is gonna happen and he's gonna be super hard, impossible to kill. Um, and the fact that he was like super tortured at the start of the book, uh, the perceived start of the book, um, plays a lot into it. But there's like no exploration at all. There's not even like a, like there was, there's a chance here to really talk about that and it's like it's kind of like oh you saved me the end and oh we had like this stuff but now we found each other despite it all even though you created this problem <laughs> um you're 100 percent responsible for all of the strife right now um says anna to uh famine um and i, and I think that that there wasn't enough like digging into it I, I felt frustrated because, like I said, we've tread this ground before. So I'm expecting a little more nuance in their kind of like interactions. And there wasn't any of that. Um, and then ultimately, when we get to the end of the book, there's like a missed opportunity here for world building that I just cannot get over. And I felt the same way at the end of war, where I'm like, okay, what's going on? Why am I in the third book? And I still have no idea what God's endgame is what you know what's going on here and you know it just kind of falls apart the more that i think about it but i definitely think that there was more chance to explore that i just don't feel like it was done in a in a really good way in a way that like yeah this is my third book and i think i can talk about this now it's like you know what i mean like the i feel like i'm going on forever but i feel like at the end the horsemen always get what they want maybe the one exception would be this book right where they do something completely unforgivable by humanity standards. And they still get the prize of the girl. They get to be forgiven. They get a family. They get to move on. And they're never held accountable for all the shit that they did. They just go and live a quiet life. They don't go and like try to rebuild or try to like do anything. There's no reparations. <laughs> and um, that's also kind of like factors into, into everything, kind of like how sure, I did a bad thing and I guess I don't even feel guilty about it. You know, I don't even feel bad about it at the end. I don't care. I don't have to do anything about this anymore. I just, I just am the end. Oh no, here comes death. And that's, that's how I feel, I guess about all of them. I don't know if I did all of them, but I'm curious to know what you think about chemistry. All the three questions, Dre, I wanna hear, I wanna hear your <laughs> stuff now. Um, I like the slow burn because it was just it was just a little bit different from um the the previous few books um and their their chemistry like worked for me and i don't know i feel like i can see i know one of the things that you don't like specifically chris is how it's like constantly yo-yoing between like Oh my god he like murdered a whole town and i hate him to like oh but he's so handsome but like i feel like that's how people are in like traumatic situations and in stockholm, like, and in stockholm yeah like, like, like that's, that's 
the thing, right? And so, so that part doesn't really like surprise me, or I don't think that's unrealistic, especially if they're like angelically beautiful, or you know, they're all just all three of them are described as like crazily hot. Um, so yeah, their 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 thing worked for me. I really did like Famine's personality the best. I agree with you, Chris, like his little dry humor, like whenever he'd make like what could possibly be a sex joke, but she was like never sure. Like, I love that shit. And she'd be like, wait, did he like joke about his dick? What? And then he'd just like walk away. So she would like never know. But I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so he cracked me up. I, I did like their chemistry. Um, the sex work thing, I... Like, I like that it was there and that she, like, joked a lot about sex but didn't actually, like, have sex until the end. But I do think that it was a missed opportunity. to. It's like you said, Chris, I, I felt like it wasn't, like, explored enough. Like, oh, shit, like, this kid was, like, physically abused her whole life and then she was basically taken in by this brothel and, like, used non consensually like in a statutory rapey kind of way and like I don't think she even like realizes like how bad that <laughs> that was and so so it's never really like addressed fully because she sees it as like oh it's fine it's fine you know <laughs> it's like I sure will, these men sometimes like beat me and like did shit yeah. to me but like it's I will, fine. I will give famine points where they're due he at several points yeah, when he's wearing her sword though. he's like that's which mm -hmm. coming, I mean, I get it and I appreciate it, but like coming from a murder angel, I don't feel like he's like because the she's pretty because yeah. he likes her, and that's the only time when anything bad happening like matters is 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 because she's like the one person that he's fixated on. But even when that happens, it doesn't give him empathy towards anybody else. But yeah. but, see, but, I, I, I saw that as like totally normal too, because he likes to think that he's not human, but like really they're all very human-like and that's what people do. They're like, yeah. oh, how dare you insult my brother for this or that? But then they'll turn around and do the exact same thing to their neighbor, you know? Like people only really care when it's someone that they care about who's like in the fire in the line of fire or whatever yeah, so i thought that was convenient for their interests yeah yeah so i thought it was like yeah that was like normal for me the trauma thing i thought was interesting not on her part necessarily because i don't think we need any help setting her up as like the good guy like we already know she's like the good guy we don't need to know she was abused or all these things to like cement that but i think incorporating it for famine is a little bit different than in the other books because in the other books like they're just flat out killed or or people attempt to kill them and then they come back but this is the first book where like it seems like he was held for a really long time and just like flat out tortured um and it and it had like this huge effect on him but for me it fell a little flat because i was like well it didn't that doesn't change. It would be different if he didn't want to kill the humans and then they did that to him and then that made him want to kill the humans. But no, he wanted to kill the humans before anyways. And then that happened and then he just wanted to kill them more. But like he would have killed them no matter what. Yeah. So I think it served more for like 
Anna to be like, oh, that sucks. Like people did that to you. Oh shit. You know what I mean? Like, but it was only there to get her to feel more empathetic towards him. But I don't think it necessarily makes the reader feel <laughs> more empathetic because we know he was going to kill everyone like anyways. Um, I was confused as to like the the pain part of it though, because they're supposed to be these otherworldly beings who can't be killed. But like, why would you give them the ability to like suffer? Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's what that's what God does, right? Like he got his own son crucified, and he bled out, and he was in all this pain and shit. You know what I mean? Like that's I, I to me that's like on par with Christianity. Yeah, right. And like in his human form, right? To be human is to suffer. So yeah. they were definitely immortal, but their pain like receptors were one hundred percent active. Wait. I have I have a question though that okay. like I, that was genuinely like a question that I asked myself the entire book. Is it? I want to. I want to know if we have the same question. I'm gonna write oh, my question down. My my question was, who saved her when she got stabbed? Because in all the other books, they made it seem like death was the one bringing these ladies back as part of some sort of whatever. Um, and so I assumed in the beginning of the book that death brought her back. But then by the end of the book, it's like 100% clear that it was not death. The death thinks this is a terrible idea. He's not on board with this plan. So, and it wasn't famine because he had no idea she had even like died. So who brought her back that very first time in the beginning of the book? I'm going to say that that was holy intervention because clearly this series, my, <laughs> my perspective on the series is that it's like, obviously it's a lesson for the horsemen. Like it's not just a lesson for humanity. It's a lesson for like the divine to, to be like empathetic and to understand humanity and to understand that like everyone can get redemption somehow. Because then at some point she like speaks in angelic and she like says the word forgiveness in angelic and that's been something that's happened in the other books where there there is like a divine Yeah, but then like why would they get sent to Earth in the first place if the whole My, guess. Was... My guess is Okay, pull out the conspiracy board to shy. <laughs> Here's the red string. Whatever the plot of the last movie, death is going to undo what's happened. And even though the horsemen have killed millions of people. He's the only one who can bring people back. So my prediction is that he's going to like, to some degree, undo what's happened. That's that's because, what because they're going to get him to fall in love, or because they're going to fight him. I don't know if it's going to be because he falls in love with somebody. Because at that point, like, I don't know that that can necessarily happen. Maybe it becomes a thing where the chapters swap places of them teaming up to figure out how to fight him, and then it like skips mm -hmm. to his perspective and we're seeing death kind of like walking through and whatever i don't know how how like disconnected from any sort of emotion they're going there's to no, there's no synopsis on goodreads yet i checked so Wait, <laughs> i would i would really like it if the the last book was like that where we kind of like have the whole team come together right these like three couples Avengers. Come, well no not three the two couples and the one bachelor <laughs> one <laughs> whatever um well she dies right so 
Doesn't Anna die? No, they run off, they gallop off to find his brothers. Gotcha. So yeah, I want the three of them, the three couples, to get together and whatever end game style. But it's like I don't think that's gonna happen because like the there's a precedent here. That's why it irks me so bad that all of the three books are exactly the same. Because I feel like <clears throat> if we have been given any breadcrumbs or any puzzle pieces. They were too small for me to catch for what is going to happen. So anything can happen. And I feel like I'm not looking forward to anything. I'm like, okay, I don't care what, I just want to know. Well, I, feel like, I feel it. like that it ended with him galloping off to find his brothers because it does seem like there's going to be some kind of reunion in the last book, whether it's to fight him or not, you know, and I wouldn't mind like, I don't know. I just have this like image in my head of like all three brothers standing like awkwardly around like, sup, you know? <laughs> yeah, but then you're gonna have all three women in the same narrative and I'm not gonna know who's talking because all <laughs> these women are gonna the same. You're gonna know who Anna is because she's gonna be saying the dick jokes. She's gonna be making the dick jokes and then War was dating like an older woman, right? Like she was in her 30s. She's, she's like, she's the, the, the fierce one, the one who will like go into battle. Who tried to fight him and, and kill yeah, him. Yeah, and, the yeah. and then the first one was the most like innocent one. Who uh, loved gotcha. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. One's going to be really clean. One's going to be dirty because she's trying to fight people. And then Anna's going to be like, ha, ah, dick. She's going to go into war, but with like a crop top. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then the brothers are going to be cranky. And then again, either death like does travel through the world killing people and maybe like at every place he goes to, he gives people like one person the chance to plead humanity's case and like maybe he meets somebody or it's gonna be the brothers teaming up to fight him and every perspective you get from death is gonna be him being like humanity, blah, 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 kill, kill. I also, kill. I also think it's interesting. So this book, I think, even though you're right, Chris, and that there's like barely any world building, I do think this book gave us slightly more context than the other books like I didn't realize or I didn't realize to the degree with which like people had reverted to like old times in terms of like technology and that kind of stuff so like now it makes more sense to me why all the countries were so like because before I was like, how would you not know what country this horseman is in? Or how would you be surprised by him showing up? And now I'm like, okay, nobody has phones or internet or satellite. Okay, whatever. Um, so like there's that. And then apparently like there have been gaps in between. Like, so nobody really knows like when it stops or when it starts because there's like no communication or whatever. Um, but then now death, it seems, is going to start like right, right now. So I don't know. You're right that I, I did want more of a, I wanted years. Like what year did this start? And then what year did each one, you know, like where's, where's my little timeline? Mm -hmm. But um, I did have, I did have one, like, well, I have one question, question left and one bonus question. Okay. So the serious question is, um, it said for a horseman called famine, there was no famine in this book versus 
pestilence, where he literally killed via pestilence, and war, who literally killed via war. So did you like that she had him deviate from like his like supposed or, or true killing method? Why or why not? I mean, I feel like it was a cop-out almost. <laughs> I feel like it was a cop-out. Um, I think, I mean, and I don't know, maybe I'm not being fair, but I just think that she was maybe, maybe the author was trying to avoid um, hurting people or bringing up like actual, there are places, like not necessarily Brazil, mm -hmm. right? But like, there are places, I mean, even in America, people are hungry, you know? And I think that actually bringing that aspect would have been like straying too close to the reality of what what's happening now. I think if she had started with famine and then like ended with pestilence, she probably would have changed up. Like if she had sent released this book now, you know, with, with oh, there would be no pestilence. We'd be like, there would be like, no, abort. <laughs> We're gonna let's take a hiatus. We're not gonna release this book now or like in the next. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, I truly think that it was like I'm avoiding this um, PR landmine. You know what I mean? Of of addressing an actual current like world issue. Um, I. <sighs> I thought it was cool. I thought the the plant stuff was cool. Same way that I thought like war with the zombies was cool. Mm -hmm. And then, um, but it also like it just irked me that it was like, ah, oh, you got you humans and your cell phones. You ruined the world, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> you ruined the world that we gave to you. And now we're gonna start over. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have any cell phones, so <laughs> here you go, your crops. <laughs> I just use my phone to find alternatives to making different recipes. What are you talking about? I mean, you know, the world doesn't work like that either. You know, no. it, you know what I mean? Like we would be there if like, we would be there. It would require something on like a horseman, like level moment to, to actually have people, you know, change their methods and view on agriculture. But yeah, that's ultimately why I think that that decision was made, uh, you know, just to bring a twist to it. What do you think? That's my that's my theory. I'm not saying that's right. You know, Laura, hit me up. Send me an email. I I'm glad to know your motivation. <laughs> my you? my counter perspective to that is that you can't make famine uh, an offensive power. Like war, you can turn into into like an attack. Pestilence you can turn into attack famine is like the lack of, of food. It's like people not being able to eat and you can't have him like show up somewhere and people instantly starve like unless his his power would be to like extract like yeah, nutrients for people. You couldn't have a horror tour if people aren't yeah. actually immediately dying. If people aren't immediately dying and so Yes, they mention him like killing crops and leaving the rest of nature alone to have the play of famine happening. But I, he, he can't attack someone with famine. Like I can't. Mm, ooh, you're I can't snacky. Famine you to, I can't famine you to death. <laughs> you're you're snacky now, but nothing you eat will fill you up. It's not as so sexy. It's not as sexy either. You know, like I can't like yeah. Can't, 
like thinking about famine doesn't get me wet or anything. Yeah, like <laughs> you're gonna be thinking about a warlord, I guess, like Cal Drogo vibes, I guess, you know. <laughs> exactly. Like you're gonna be hungry for a few days and then and like, starving yeah. for a few days and then still alive for another few days. Yeah. And with and Pepsi, eventually... it was like it was like the novelty of the thing and, and he was like almost like an innocent baby. So he had his his charms. But famine, if not, he wouldn't have been fuckable if he was actually a famine. Okay, but speaking so speaking of that, that that that's legit my bonus question is the like ability? No, you you out of the three horsemen, like you have to pick if you had to be tied to one of them so far in the series, which one would you pick? And committing suicide doesn't count, Chris. You have to pick. If they said before you could commit suicide, you have to spend two weeks with one of them. Like, who would you pick? Two weeks. Two weeks. I'll spend a weekend with <laughs> one of them. Oh, another fucking pet peeve is how many goddamn times does she describe his hair as caramel colored? I was like, I get it because he looks exotic, you know. Like, I get it. He has light brown hair. I, I hear all these things. I would still pick famine. I will not. Um, Who would you pick, Chris? I guess pestilence because special play. He, I got an earring with him on it now. You know, <laughs> I can't. It, I don't remember what any of them look like. Okay, so um, pestilence oh, is like he looks like pestilence and Troy. I, I pictured him like that. And then yeah, this, this is I'm what Googling you need to remember. Pestilence is the one who like he's the blonde like, one and angelic. And like people would instantly orgasm because it was just so like, yeah. And then and then war was like the fuck you against the wall because I'm so violently sexy. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, that's true. Wasn't that like all of his sex scenes were like that? I'm looking at the photos now. I just realized he's holding that famine's wearing holding like a scythe. I thought he was holding a triton for some reason. That also confused me because I know that he's got the 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 scythe for like you know bringing down the crops, but whenever they called him the Reaper, I would like re associate that more with death. Yeah. So I would be like the other Reaper. <laughs> the other Reaper. Reaper two point <laughs> Um, I mean, on the photo, I I'm guess just I guess on looks alone. Um, Four. Either war because he looks like Khal Drogo or Famine got a haircut because I don't <laughs> like long hair. I don't like his hair being that long. So maybe Gosh. give him like give him give him a trim. Pestilence is just too pretty. Yeah, he's well, I mean, I'll take that. Like quality. Yeah, so I guess I either war or like famine if he gets okay, but you do no 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 wait, you you do war. Chris is pestilence. I'm famine. And then how fun would book four be if the three of us are meeting up and like fighting death? For the next for the next horseman book, I want us to dress like our favorite horseman. I'm gonna get a blonde wig. <laughs> and, I don't know. I literally all like I have a black wig. I do have a black wig. We'll hook you up, Dre. You've got the hair. We'll just put a filter on you. That's her. You've got you've got his haircut, that little poodly haircut that he's got in the cover. His hair what? looks bad. Your hair looks good, but like it's the same like length. You know what I mean? I'll say I gotta look at the famine cover. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, 
Yeah, just to just you know. Loose beach waves. That's what famous. Yeah, loose beach, beach waves. Yeah. Um, well, okay. no, I guess I could do. I guess I I could. We could do like um. Like a little sports bra kind of thing, and then draw the tats. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we sure. can make them out of the stencil. Look, we've got time. I don't know when the next book is coming also, out. I it's guess if if you look at the cover of the book, if if I photoshopped Ivan onto it, like he could look like that. Le pongo pelo largo y un apac. I mean, just by virtue of being a man, I think we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be fine. Um, um, I have a question. What's your question? It's a dumb question, but I want to know what you think. Does famine poop? No. No, because he doesn't eat. Right. Well, he does kind of like partake. So like when she put her finger in his ass that one time that she was giving him the blowjob with the mind, it didn't smell like anything. Clean. <laughs> when Graham was like, I have a question. I've been thinking about it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that is definitely not the question I was thinking about. Not even close. I, I was haunted by that. I was like, wait a minute, he doesn't eat. And you know, she was trying all her tricks on him, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" Just, like la pesto el dedo cuando lo sacó, y no cae la pesto. Of I course, mean, she's, an angel. she's like, he came in all sweaty and stuff, but he like just looked hot and didn't smell. I'm like, mm, you got a clean bowl. Of course, yeah, that was mine. That was the most pressing question I had. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's famine poop. I just, you know, because it comes up to where she's like, I gotta go. And he's like, whatever. And she's like, don't you have to go? And I'm like, no. I also thought it was funny when near the end of the book, she's like, he just loves going down on me. And like, it's fine, but also like, huh? And I thought that it was funny because the explanation is like, I'm not used to everyone just like paying attention to me and giving. I'm used to sex. That's like a transaction. And I'm like, mm. I feel like I would also get tired of every day him just wanting to go down on me for hours. It's like, can we do other stuff? <laughs> around. Like, I, like, I want to know more about the horses. I feel like I need a spinoff book. We need a novella, like the like the horseman, yeah. like and then like just the the horse the horse's thoughts. And it can be the same, you know, because it's the same story, so it can be the same thoughts. I would still love to hear horse thoughts. You know, like what did Pestilence horse think? What did Ward's horse think? And what did it's the same horse? It keeps getting, you know, responds. It just responds. Reincarnated or whatever. Like the Red Dead Redemption. Because he's, like, he's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know where the horse goes at night. Whatever, he does his own thing. The horse teleports to go hang out with the other horses. All the horses <laughs> hang out when they're not with their horsemen. They're yeah. like, oh, he's going to go to sleep. Okay, hey, what's up, guys? Ugh, my can, you imagine, can you imagine the horses being like, uh, he's got his, he's got this chick now. Bets. How many nights will it take for him? And and pestilence horse is like, mm, two nights. And, two nights. and then horse is like, nah, two weeks. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like they're talking shit or something. Like they're just kind of like watching it happen. That'd be pretty yeah, cool. Like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Do any of you also get tired of just having your rider's like weird erection pressed up against you whenever they ride behind the lady? It's yeah, so, so awkward. Weird. Oh, I miss the days when it was just the two of us. 
just murdering <laughs> humanity. I never needed to know that his dick ever could do anything. Now it's just doing things all the time. That's not good for my back. <laughs> this bitch. And the, the, they probably can't make real horse friends, you know? Like all the mares would be like, KK, okay, who's your rider? No, no, because there's some dumbass horses, horse ladies that are like, oh my god, look at that, look yeah, at that those, are the, those are the horse ladies that write to horses and horse <laughs> <laughs> There's a horse version of Anna who's like, mm, he's a, he's a, he's a wild stallion, but you know, he's got such, he's got such a light underbelly. Like I'm sure he gave me some hay the other day. Oh, look at his glorious caramel ponytail. <laughs> his mane, oh, his teeth are so straight. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I want someone, you know what? Making a note, fan fiction. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick up, kick up my fan fiction account. And I'm gonna do the horsemen books, but it's the horses POVs. Horse POV. Um, let me see. Yeah, that's the only question I had. I am down for for a horse book though. Um, so yeah, that's it. Is that? Do you have any kind of like final thoughts, Drea? Or no, or? I'm just um, yeah, I'm looking forward to probably I guess next year. Um, seeing how it all ends. I mean, she said that like definitively this will be the last book. So, so do you think that death is going to find like a twink to, to, I don't, I don't, I'm curious. I don't know what's going to happen with death. I'm more curious. Like I would like to see a reunion between all the horsemen. I, I am here for that. Um, especially because from the context we've been given, they like never talk to each other and it's super awkward if they run into each other. So like, I just think it would be funny to see them team up. Um, and I also want to see if this like mysterious, like godly person, creature, whatever makes an appearance. You know what I mean? Like this voice who's been like intervening or whatever. Like I just I just want that like God character to come out and be like, Yeah, I picked out these ladies for you guys. <laughs> Dumb horse. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I've been pulling strings. Um, except that would make me mad because it would make me sense. I don't know. I just feel like I, I just want it to make sense by the end. So I feel like in order for it to make sense, the, the God character has to make an appearance and kind of explain themselves. But I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll see. That sounds like some super, like the TV show, Supernatural, like level. God just shows up. I know, but it's just like the most cringiest cliche ending possible and then carry on wayward son starts playing and then i did like and i i, I forgot to bring this up earlier but i did like the whole like scale thing like i like that moment when he was like wait the scale just does what i tell it to in my mind oh shit i've been killing millions of people because i felt like it oh yeah, like that that was something that I wish they had like gone into a little more just because I think it'll tie at the end toward like who's actually pulling the strings. Like, is there like a god that's like mind controlling them, or do they just get like thrown into earth with like super vague instructions and then they just like do what they think? Like how much how much free will do these horsemen have? That's what I want to know. 
is this all just something about nature versus nurture? Is that what this is? Is it a I study? I just feel like if it, if it were the case, he wouldn't have given them dicks. You know, like in Dogma, where the angels are just like <laughs> black. They yeah. don't have any genitalia. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. It's, it does sound like somebody else is pulling the strings. We will find out when Drea picks the last. I know I know. me and Tasha aren't going to do it. So we're counting on Drea to <laughs> pick the last book so okay. we can but like, find wait, out. Don't you, don't you, aren't you even a little bit invested now? Don't you want to see this to the end? I sure don't. I'll do it for you. But I, I don't like this series. But I'm, I'm here for the ride with you. I'm not gonna, I'm not swimming against the current anymore. This is probably the worst thing I've read this month, but I knew that I was gonna talk about it with you. So that was the only redeeming Listen, thing. At least, at least know that the other books that I have picked for the year are vastly different. Yeah. They can <laughs> and be more, bad and more representative of my actual reading taste. <laughs> you said it yourself. There's just something about these horsemen. No, dude. Just all else fails. Remember Fifty Shades of Alice in Wonderland. And you'll have that one book. This is yours, Drea, and it's fine. I, mine, is, mine is just a whole series, but yeah. yes. <laughs> I'm sure there are mushrooms. They're like weird. Okay, so uh, let's let's wrap it up. That is so. That is our discussion on famine. Next month is my pick, and I'm picking something that I've already read before because <laughs> I wanted to reread it. <laughs> and I know it's a romance, and I mean, I read it a couple of years ago, but I remember enjoying it so much. It was one of those books that I always hoped would get chosen in the vaginal fantasy pose. I always like nominated it, and it wouldn't ever win. It would just get like a couple of votes here and there. Some people I would see that we were mutuals would add it to their, you know, list. Mm -hmm. and it, just, it just never happened. And I said, you know what? This is my year. So <laughs> yeah, it's February is my birthday month and it's my pick month. So I'm just going to go ahead and pick it. So yes, it's a, like a reread and it's a boy author. I don't know if we've read a boy author before, but it's a man. It's a man. And it is called uh, Cinnamon and Gunpowder. Hold on, let me pull it up. And I think, yeah. Yeah, it is called Cinnamon and Gunpowder by Eli Brown. And it is the way that I put it in our Only Lovers Vagenda, kind of like a thousand, inverted thousand and one nights type situation where this lady pirate kidnaps a cook <laughs> and, you know, uh, his survival on her ship hinges on him being able to feed her and the crew. And um, Wait, so the, lady, the lady kidnaps the man. Yes, she kidnaps uh, him. He she is the pirate. And then he is the he's he becomes the cook on, on her. So cute. I really liked it. I remember reading it on one of these like super long weekends, but it was a long weekend because there might have been a hurricane or it was like a tropical storm and the schools were out just in case, but nothing happened. I remember sitting on the couch and reading this and really enjoying it. And then, you know, it was one of the first books I bought on the Kindle. You know what I mean? Like that's how long ago yeah. I read it. But I still think about it a lot. And I just thought it would be nice for us to, you for you guys to read it with me and for me to kind of revisit, is it as good as I thought it was? And 
once you start reading it, you're gonna immediately see why I liked it also because it's like diary entries. It's like written in that like, a, you know, kind of style that I really like and emulated in my current writing. So, so yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to read that. Uh, if you wanna read along with us, then uh, we'll probably take the month of February to read it. And then at some point, probably by the last, by the last week, usually I'll upload our hangout on the last Monday or Tuesday of the month. So we'll figure it out. But we've been we've been pretty good about keeping the schedule. And uh, yeah, I that's it. Thank you for hanging out with us. You can support Only Lovers Book Club by dropping some change in our tip jar and buying some books with our bookshop link. You can find us on Instagram at Only Lovers Book Club. And from there, find our individual accounts and projects. Feel free to favorite or rate us if that's an option for you, but always make sure to like and subscribe and turn on your notifications so you never miss an episode.